Um, title of our message has been, God is Absolutely Right. God is absolutely, absolutely right. He is. So, <clears throat> we've got to learn to understand what that rightness means. And so, I gave you this definition. I'm going to read it again. We, didn't, we had Worship Wednesday last week, so we didn't talk about this, this last week. Um, <clears throat> I think I was gone one week, wasn't I? Or maybe it was last week. I don't know. When was I gone? Sometime. Anyway. Righteousness, to be right in character, to be able to divide between right and wrong, to believe there is a right and wrong, to know God is right and everything else isn't, and then believe because He is right and He made me right, that I'm right also. We base that on the scriptures that says we are the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are right because he said so and everything he says is right. He's right and everything else is wrong. I saw, you've heard me say this, but it's just, it's worth repeating. You know, there's a bumper sticker out there that says, God said it, I believed it. And it settles it. And that's not right. God said it, and that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, you can believe it or not believe. Whatever God says is so because God is right. I remind myself of that all the time. And you know how I remind myself of that? By saying what He says is so. See, if He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, then that means that he, what he said, see, he said that, I'm just saying it because he said it. And not only did he say it, but he said what he says is so, it's right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said that, so I say it because he already said it's so. And if he has already said that it's so, then I have a right to not only believe it, but to live it. So that mean, what does that mean? That means there's not anything that I can't do if I'm in Christ. Nothing. If I'm in Christ. What does in Christ mean? It means to be in what He would do. See, what Christ did is only what the Father said. Jesus never did anything, said anything, ne never made a move. He never made a move unless Father said so. So, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means that through Jesus Christ, I have the same right to go to the Father to get His will and to understand what He says is so that when I say it and I believe it, I get the same results. That's what righteousness is. But what has to be developed is my character has to be developed around what is right in God and get delivered of what I think is right. Well, I don't know about what Sanders said about that, about that tithing thing. Well, that's all right. You don't, have to, you, know, you don't have to believe it, but you better know what you believe. Because see, what will happen is, if you don't really believe it, you'll tithe for a while until you need the money. Then you wash your brakes and, 
I got to wash my clothes, you know, and I got to pay my house payment, so I'll just have to use the tithe. No, 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 I mean, all kinds of things at times have broken. In fact, nothing really does break around my house because it all lasts because I'm a tither. So, but things happen and, and things come up where it would be easy to use the tithe if I didn't believe in the tithe. See, I would rather get kicked out of my house than to not tithe. But that's a conviction. See? Why? Because it's right and I believe it. And if I believe it and it's right, then what works for me on my behalf, the tithe works for me so I can pay my house payment. I can do whatever it is that I need to do. I'm just using, you know, just using that as an example. In anything that we do, see, because I know it's right and I believe that it's right. And if I believe it, then it's settled. It's settled with me. Because I tell you, one of, the th- one of the reasons that I say what's right in God, what he's already said is so, the reason I say things like that all the time, Sometimes I'll, I'll get in a battle in my mind, and it's like, wow. It's like it just won't shut off. It's like my mind won't shut down, and the negative flow is pounding my mind. So I've learned that the only thing that will change that, because what's pounding my mind is the opposite of what he said is so. The only thing that will change that is for me to replace that with what I need to say. And I've found myself sometimes for 30, 45 minutes up to an hour saying the same kind of things over and over and over again. And somewhere in there, it brings a release. Because when I hear myself saying what God says is so, and it begins to renew and change my mind, what happens is the belief system just begins to rise to the surface and I begin to start talking that and I ignore and cast away and give no place to all the other thoughts. And the Bible doesn't say those thoughts go away because, you know, you say enough positive things. It's not mind over matter, okay? It's faith over fear. It's faith destroying fear. It's not mind over matter. Mind over matter will give in after a while. You, 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 you'll start sinking in mind over matter because matter will overtake your mind. But faith against fear, faith wins all the time. And I, faith will not arise if I'm not hearing myself declare what God says is so. It's just amazing the way it works. I, I, I've been saved for 30, almost 40 years Wow, that's a long time. I've been saved for almost 40 years and nothing else works. Nothing else works. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing else will stop the flow. Nothing else will stop the bombardment that that comes against my mind. And you you know where I get most of the bombardment? is the moment I wake up. That's where I get hit the most. And there used to be days in my life when I would pay attention to that. And man, I mean, by 10 o'clock in the morning, I was wore out. Until I realized what I had inside of me and that I could overcome that 
through the words of my mouth and through faith in the word of God. I could overcome the fears and, and the onslaught of the wicked. The Bible says when he comes, and he comes, and he comes to everybody's house and everybody's soul and everybody's mind, and he comes knocking, trying to destroy your life. Because if he can entrap you in your soul, he has your whole life. Your whole life. Amen? So, righteousness is this development of character and this believing that God is right and that He made you right. Amen? Now, I have one, I'm going to look at Romans 1. We looked at this the other day. Or a while back, whenever it was. I want to read this verse, and then we're going to read Romans 4. No, we're going to read one other verse. What am I going to read? Right. I'm going to read Romans 1 and verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. It's the it's the power of God to completeness, spirit, soul, and body, for everybody who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, in the gospel, in the word of God, in the good news, is the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed. I'll say it again. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just or the justified shall live by faith. From faith to faith. You've heard me, if you've been around here at all, you've heard me make it this statement like this in the past, that it's from one faith experience to the next. Like I said, if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, if, if I'm dealing with a situation and I'm attempting to overcome whatever that situation is, and I wake up first thing in the morning, and maybe I had some victory the night before, and I wake up the next morning, and the first things are the negative or the fear that would go with, you're not going to be able to overcome that. You're not going to get that, that thing's going to get the best of you. It's going to take you out. God's not going to be enough. And that's what the enemy comes to try to convince people of, is that God will not be enough. Everybody say, he's more than enough. Amen? Always. See? But I'm telling you, your mind will talk you out of that if you stay with it long enough. And so, when you're in an experience and you're releasing your faith through the Word of God, through that faith experience, what's revealed to you is what's right. And you know what is revealed to you also? What's not right. Especially when the, the enemy has lied to you and especially if some battle that you've been dealing with has to do with something from your past. Now, all of us can relate to this little story, and I'll give you this example. Everybody came from somewhere, and everybody has a family, and everybody has issues with family members. Everybody. Everybody. Say yes and amen. I mean, I mean do, do not come up to me after the service and tell me, that you have no issues with any family member. I'll cast lion demons out of you. <laughs> Everybody's got issue with family because, I mean, if nothing else, they all have issue with you. I mean, if nothing else. 
<laughs> you know, so you got, fa- you got issues with family. Ah, oh, no, nah, it's all good, man. No, no, you're deceived. <clears throat> Just go put a, turn a little tape recorder on in, in a group of them and find out what they think about it. No, I'm, te- I'm teasing. <clears throat> but so everybody got issue with family. And if you came from family that were hard or ugly things happened or abuse happened or things, that, man, your mind, the enemy uses all of those situations. See, th- this is something about the devil that you, need to, that you have to understand. Don't be unaware of the devil's schemes and devices against your life is what the Bible says. So you have to be aware of it. And the fact that he is not omnipresent, the devil himself was not in every situation and around everything that you ever did like God was. See, But he has demons that work on his behalf, and, and they've made sure that there's all this memory of the things that have happened to you in your life, so they, their whole mission is to push buttons in your life and to make sure that you stay in fear and that you don't grow up in faith. They don't, they don't really care. The enemy doesn't really care whether you're saved or not. He just wants you to live defeated in this life, outside of faith and living a life of fear and in torment. See? And... and so if you came from situations where you didn't have, for whatever reason, good relationship with family, and, and, and I'll just say, I, I didn't have a, a good relationship with family because of me. I rejected family. I had it built up in my, my mind that family was rejecting me, but I rejected them. And so, as a, res- a result of rejecting family, then I get born again, and then this whole process begins, and God, over time, you see, God's not going to force you to do anything that you're not ready to handle. Until I had revelation of the Word on the inside of me, I couldn't deal with situations because it was always them. It was their fault. It's what they had done to me. See, God, I, God couldn't reveal to me what I had done and what my part was. And so, as, as time went on, Little at a time, I would get this thing inside of me, this conviction, and I couldn't get rid of it. And so what I had to do is had to work a little at a time, gnawing away at these bad relationships with family. And what was really difficult, because of my attitude for years, nobody wanted to reciprocate. Here, I was going to do good, and then they acted like I'm still bad. Hey, but I'm, look at this good work I'm doing. You know, you're supposed to forgive me. And no, no, see, I'm not in control. I can't control what other people do. I had to do what he said. And so as I stepped into that and learned to develop it, what happened was I got overcome in my spirit. I, I, not, not overcome in a bad way. I mean, I just got overwhelmed with this passion to want to do right no matter what anybody else did. And it delivered me. See? And what I realized was that's what was right in my life because that's what Jesus did. He he made no mistakes, no sin in his life, and he took sin on himself, and he forgave you for everything you ever even thought about doing, everything you ever have thought about doing or ever will do, he forgave you already. In other words, you didn't deserve it. You and I didn't deserve any of it, and he did that for us. What I've had to learn is, along the way, is that when God's trying to show you something that's right, it's never easy. I'll say it again. Right is never easy. Say it again. Right is never easy, ever. Ever. So you mean 
I've got to forgive them. I, I, I just got to tell this story. I'm, I'm, I was, my, my sister was getting married. One of my sisters was getting married. And uh, man, I didn't want to go. I, I was, I was kind of trying to deal with this. This is about 18 years ago, and I was kind of trying to deal with myself. And I really didn't want to go. And so, you know, I pack all my family in the car, and we're driving up there, and I'm mad, and I don't even want to be there, and I get lost in Dallas, you know, and took the wrong, I, I was thinking I was on one road, and I'm on another road, and, it's, and, and it missed where I was supposed to go, and I was supposed to meet all them at this hotel, and, and so finally, about an hour and a half late, we were, I walk in, and everybody's just like standing around waiting for me, and I'm looking at it, and I mean, oh my God. I mean, I could just, they're looking at me like putting this pressure on me, you know. See, in my mind, see, they're putting this pressure and they're this and they're that. It's all them. See, everything that they're doing. And so I walk in there and I go up to the counter and I tell the guy, you know, I, I, wanna, I want my room and he can't find, and you know, then I start acting ugly to the guy at the counter. You know, you think, what? I mean, I mean I'm a pastor at this time. I mean, I should be past these kind of things, you know, and uh and, and I'm being ugly to them, and I'm looking around over there, and they're, they're all, all of them, they're all just standing there waiting because we were supposed to go eat dinner or something. And right then, the Holy Spirit just arrested my soul. And he said, you look real good. You look real good, really sharp. I mean, you're just, just a picture-perfect example of what it means to be a Christian. <clears throat> And that night, 18 years ago, that night started my journey of, of finding out what was right were relationships with every single family member I have. Not just in my own extended family and my, my wife's family. You know, that journey began. And like I said, there was absolutely no reciprocation. During that whole wedding time, I went to everyone that was there, and I repented to them. And I can remember their expressions kind of like, <laughs> right. It wasn't, oh, man, we forget. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this. There was, there was no reciprocation. There was nothing. And for probably 10 years, there was nothing. But in the last few years... Because I kept sowing seed and sowing seed and doing what was right, even when I didn't want to do what was right, what was revealed to me was the righteousness of God. And, and the more you do that, you don't have to have people reciprocate with you. It's kind of like me coming up to Brian and saying, Brian, I want to give you this box of 150000 bucks," And so he takes it. And then I stand there and go, okay, so what do I get? Did I get anything back? See, man, I want to give him that because God told me to give it. It don't matter whether anybody ever does anything for me. See, so what happens is you live this life of silence where it comes to you, but where it comes to the good of others, you're constantly doing what's right because that's what Jesus did. And what did he do? He bridged the gap between God and man. And today, you and I are called to do the same thing. But you won't ever get it if you don't step out in faith 
and learning to develop your faith from one faith experience to the next. What happens when you get, you know, to the end of a faith experience? Ah, let's party. No, 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 no. We can't party. We, we got to the end. Okay, you can take 15 minutes and thank God that you got to the end of it, but now there's the next one that's coming. From faith, one faith experience, to the next faith experience, to the next faith experience for the rest of your life to learn what, what righteousness really is. It's revealed in those times. Amen? So, look at Romans 4, and we won't get all through this, but I'm going to end with this. I was going to read something else, but we'll do it next week. Romans 4 and verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? It says, the Scripture says, Abraham believed God... And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now I want to read this verse in the Amplified. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed in and he trusted in God. And it was credited to his account as righteousness. As right living and right standing with God. Now, can anybody find from... Genesis 12 on, where Abraham lived a right and perfect life? Absolutely not. But it said he believed God, and in the New Testament, when we get to this chapter right here, all that they talk about is what he did right. <laughs> See, that's what righteousness is. See, all, all that God talks about is how right you've done things and how right you are because he sees you through what Jesus accomplished. See, what that empowers, what it empowers in me is to want to do right because, listen, because I've learned to weigh the consequences of the things that I don't do right. Why would I want to do something that's not right and my unrighteousness or my wrong acts contaminate other people? And yet, God doesn't hold that against me. But like I said, if you go murder, they'll throw you in the can. And if you choose to do what's not right in God's eyes and what is not right in His Word, the results of that will affect your life. But yet God doesn't hold it against you because He sees you through the blood of Jesus. You see the difference? See, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, but it's being revealed to me what right is or what righteousness is from one faith experience to the next. And what's happening is, what should happen in our lives is we get stronger and stronger and stronger with this what's right thing because we know how much He loves us and how He's forgiven us and He doesn't hold any of it against us. See, when I realize that, man, I can step out in faith and believe God even when I don't feel like I can do it. 
Even when I don't feel like I can love a family member that maybe I feel like did me wrong, I don't feel like I can do it, but by faith I can step out and just do it. I'm choosing to do it because I don't want that unforgiveness in me to hang on and get off on other people. And you know what? You can have unforgiveness in your heart and God has still forgiven you. He's already forgiven you. He doesn't look at the unforgiveness, but the unforgiveness will be like a root and it will rot on the inside of you. It'll affect your physical body. It'll affect the way you think. It'll affect the way you think about other people and yet God doesn't hold any of it against you. Why? Because he sees you through the blood of Jesus. You know what? God doesn't hold it against humanity if they choose to go to hell. He doesn't hold it against them. Because he sees all of humanity through the blood of Jesus now. But you know what? You can choose to go to hell. The Bible says you can. You can choose to. But hell wasn't made for you and me. It wasn't made for any, anybody. Hell was made for devil and his demons. And the Bible's real clear. In Revelation, when it talks about the pit and where Satan is going to end up, his, his destination is the pit with the lid shut on, there's no talk about people at all. It's the devil and demons because God created hell and it's not his desire is not one should perish, but all come to the saving knowledge. All of us. He didn't hold it against you. People can go to hell if they want to, but God doesn't hold it against us because he sees us through what Jesus accomplished. And when we understand that, and we understand righteousness from that perspective, then we don't see do, having to do something right as a law. I get to do right because of what Jesus did. And not only do I get to do right, but I get to enjoy the same results that came to Jesus. Yeah, but Pastor, you know, he ended up on a cross for me. Have you ever sweated blood for someone else? Have you ever taken the weight of the whole world on yourself for one person? If it had been just you, he had taken the whole weight of the world on himself. Have you ever done that? Have you, have you ever endured for someone else to the point of sweating and perspiring blood? Nobody. Not for someone else. But I'm telling you tonight, as I'm empowered to lay my life down for someone else, all it, all it produces is greater understanding of righteousness and greater results to be able to do it again and again and again. Because the moment you gain a victory, now when I was a young Christian and I gained a victory, it was like, oh man, I'm going to take a breath now. I don't have to do all this stuff anymore. Bam! <laughs> Ten minutes later, it's like I was run over by a Mack truck. And, and, and the memory of the, that good journey, that, I, that faith journey I had been on, was like, I can't, it's hard to remember it. Because, man, I was broadsided. Bam! So see, we don't party. We rejoice. We thank God for how great He is. You know, take ten minutes, but not too long. And just be aware of anything else that comes. The Bible tells us to be sober all the time. To live sober. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the only ones he can devour are the ones that don't know who they are in Christ. Because the wicked one touches me not. How about you? 
I didn't say thoughts don't come and stuff and things happen and all that kind of, but he has no victory over us because of what Jesus accomplished. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ because of what God says about me. He doesn't hold anything against me, and he even causes my mistakes to prosper because of what Jesus did. And when I come to the realization that I've made mistakes and I can admit to my mistakes, he even causes those things to prosper. Man, I mean, I'll tell you what, tonight, I'm telling you, we're in the greatest time in the history of the church, I believe, that the church has ever been. And you know what? In a year from now, I can say the same thing, and I believe the same thing. Because God continually increases. He doesn't decrease. He just gets better and stronger. Amen? Amen?